Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. All right, all right, all right. We are daring to be different once again, once more. Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. We are getting things done on time. And I'm hoping that you can hear me today as I go through all of the things that we need to do to get this thing done on time. Wow. And I'm going to go ahead and listen to myself to make sure that I'm using a new microphone. So I want to make sure that I can be heard and that you are hearing me properly. So as I wait for this, to, I'm going to go ahead and there we go. Aha, so you can hear me. Ha, welcome. My name is Yaya Diamond. I'm a podcaster for the last 10 years here on Blog Talk, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, um, Spotify, uh, you name it, I'm on it kind of thing. I'm also a certified life coach, always going back, learning more about life coaching. I do have a life coaching site that's up and running. You can get 30 days free. All you have to do is like my uh, page on Facebook. That's the Singing Life Coach, the singing, the singing Life Coach on Facebook, and you'll get your free code. Go ahead and enter that in when you check in, and you get one free month of wonderful service that I'm just started, and we're get we're getting everything up and running. So I might extend that one month. You never know. You might get two months. But I definitely love the fact that we're there. So, again, that it, all you have to do is like my Facebook page at The Singing Life Coach and uh, get your free month of uh, free life coaching services from yours truly. That's right. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and go with our guest today. I want to welcome them to the show. Thank you so much for calling in and being a guest on the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hi, my name is Marina K. Coker. Um, I do many things. It's um, called um, Something to Show for It. The uh, subtitle is Freedom, Faith, and Enlightenment with a one-way ticket to Mexico and $200. Um, I also Mm. started a business that Mm -hmm. uh, was inspired by this book uh, where I support them in travel needs. You're fading in and out. What was that again? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I support them in their travel needs. So um, okay. Things that you may need to support your back or just travel products. Oh, I like that. Most people don't realize that they need that until after the flight or the travel is over. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, man, I should have got that thing. My back is kicking my butt. Wow, wow. (laughs) I mean. It's true. It's true. Wow, wow. So I see that you have here, you've recently published a book. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, 
it's my first one. I left law school and went on a very different calling. Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's so exciting that I get to share a story with people. I'm just so happy. That, um, and it's, it's a story about my journey of following my heart's path and um, mm-hmm. really digging deep into myself and just taking an adventure. And this included, yes, a one-way ticket to Mexico. And yes, I had only $200 at the time, but uh, it was a 10-month trip throughout Mexico and Guatemala. And um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I was actually in Vietnam when I published the book. I just got back uh, to America from 19 months in Asia. So it was really nice mm. to have a little bit of perspective <laughs> on the book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow, wow. Now, is it what was it like for you? Was it a culture shock when you went? Um, and that's why you really, really wanted to write about it. So what was it that kind of interested you? Um, you mean more about Mexico or when I was yeah. what it was like in Asia? Either I mean, the book is 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 kind of like one of those things that people don't realize that they could write, and I just wanted to find out why you wrote your book and what influenced you the most. And was it a culture shock, or <laughs> was it something that you know? Because some people oh say, "Man, I had a wait, I had a friend of mine, right? So she went to, I think she mm-hmm. went to China. I think it was it was China." So she comes back, mm-hmm. and she says to me, Yaya, girl, they had a hole in the floor in the bathroom. I was like, oh, no, they didn't. I was like, what is that hole for, girl? And they were like, she was like, you're supposed to squat and pee in a hole? She's like, uh-uh, I was just too through. <laughs> so, I was just, you know, you never know. You just don't know. So tell me, tell yeah. me what influenced you. Well, um, what it was was more of uh, is to inspire myself. Okay. I, it, uh, what influenced me was living more a life of adventure that was more true to myself. Mm. And as I as I reflect back, I write even about the top five regrets of the dying. And um, when I read that the top five regrets, I felt I've had many of. You're cutting off again. You're cutting off again. Go back and say that again. I'm sorry, sweetie. Sure. And so leaving law school and um, just kind of having my eyes open until what I could do, my human potential, instead of working away from it and being torn Mm -hmm. down in school systems or uh, work always having to prove yourself, it was so amazing to just travel because you just are, you can just be. And recognizing mm-hmm. that like our ultimate form is consciousness. We're not what we do. We're not a lawyer. We're not a doctor. We're not just compassionate. We're, we're multidimensional beings. We're consciousness. We're everything and nothing. So that what, what, what better way to live in that truth than to just exist in the space that God gave us? And just be mm-hmm. creative and stay in our creativity. So that was why I wrote this book. I just wanted to be in my mm. own creativity, and this was my ticket, just to get out, jump wow. out of the matrix. And, yeah, mm-hmm. this is amazing. 
Wow. It is amazing. Did you surprise yourself at what you could accomplish? I mean, going to law school is something that, you know, is just is technical. It's lots of reading, lots of studying, presidents and all. But when you switch up like that, did you did you find yourself like, wow, I I didn't know I could do that? <laughs> Yeah, actually, there were a lot of things. Um, I well, I liked law school because I felt like I could be creative, but I found like it was just like sucking the life out of me. I was just like even going into a meditation before this chat and visions of people or how we would antagonize, uh, how we were being antagonized or antagonizing one another didn't help. Mm-hmm. So I was surprising myself, of, and I was constantly surprised by, like, just the beauty of humanity. And Mexico is just so warm, and all of Latin America, right, just to be in the arms of just, like, just a very maternal, beautiful energy, it was very mm-hmm. um, nurturing toward my creativity, Um I did surprise myself a lot because, first of all, the finances. Um, I taught myself Spanish, mm-hmm. which I knew I, I didn't have any doubt that I couldn't do it. But, again, going back to schools, it didn't really help. School systems right. give you a mark and you study hard, and all you have to do is just put your feet to the ground. And uh, understanding the world education was much better. So I did a lot of things mm-hmm. for money, like even busking. Just like I have friends where I was surfing in a beach town in Puerto Escondido in Oaxaca, and we would just go mm-hmm. around singing. And um, it's not about can you or can you not do it. It's just do it. And then you realize you can. Right. Just go outside mm-hmm. and sing, stand in front of the bus, sing, and people will give you money. And you are <laughs> worthy and you are talented. There are so many things that I was surprising myself every day, and it was a constant evolution. It was a constant um, challenge just to be faced with yourself and whatever self-imposed or societal limitations or cultural imitation, limitations. Ah, I said imitations. No, just the just the real one, girl. The real one. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I hear I did you. I hear lot. you. I did a lot. Yeah. Wow. Many surprises. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing what you could do when you put your mind to things, and when you're really having that passion to go for it. You know, studying law and then going into something different. What were the one? What were the challenges that you had when you had to write this book? even though it wasn't kind of like characteristic of what you went after, what what you thought you wanted to go after? Ooh, good question. Juicy, juicy. Okay, I wish I had a glass (laughs) or something, like a tall glass of lemonade right now. So (laughs) in Seattle, it's a bit dry. It's nice, though. But um, so I'd always been uh, raised in a very creative household. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the biggest challenge was, that I was not as creative or free in law school. Um, Challenges writing the book included, like, I was raised in the system, meaning uh, my parents both worked as professors, so growing up was always a bubble. I thought it was normal Mm. to try your hand at multiple pursuits, uh, to always Mm -hmm. be, um, find other ways to express yourself. It was, was at 10 years old, you know, with, Um, professors at a dinner table, or I thought that was the norm. But um, Mm -hmm. always knowing that I had to find a way to make uh, a story of 
for this and then kind of selling it. That was kind of the deal. I want to just do it for free. I've like enabled a lot of things. So it felt more like, oh my goodness. Okay. Let me say it like this. Okay. Um, Okay. It was, it was interesting because I'd always been writing academic papers. Now I'm like writing Uh a story. So this is so vulnerable. I have to put my whole life on stage. And, yeah, in law school, you just write briefs and your emotions are completely removed. But here I'm completely dived in. And there's parts of myself I'd rather not share. But you know what? Like, since we're in self, like, full disclosure, I don't mind writing it. The challenge was staying uh, present, even though it's going through such depth of emotion through all of the emotional ups and downs. It's a turbulent ride, this book. It's a lot of ups and downs. It's just like life in general. So things that catapulted Mm -hmm. to me taking a one-way ticket, leaving law school, realizing, you know, your parents aren't who you think they are, Um, realizing a lot of challenges, your friends aren't who you think they are, and you really are meant to be unique. You're designed this way. So it was it was definitely mm-hmm. a challenge to um to to play with that log of creativity, but I really enjoyed it. I really did. That's good. That's good. You know, enjoying things, getting things done on time is what we are talking about today too. You know, and enjoying your life, enjoying that creativity and and even enjoying a switch when you didn't even think that switch was there, you know, when you, you, I mean, you know, come on, come on. Life is full of surprises. (laughs) I mean, serious surprises from like law to like this. It's it's a big jump. Did you have any moments in there where you doubted yourself? A lot. Um, I talk about in the book, uh, I, a lot of entrepreneurs do this. You know, you just take this one chance and you say, this is my ticket. I don't know what's going to happen, but I have something to show for it. Hence the name of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, my family wasn't really supportive of me. Uh, they just said, when you're mm-hmm. ready to come back, let us know. Um, I I didn't take any money when it. Um, I ended up suing a, a company in federal court. And I didn't want the money, and I just left, and I doubted myself so much. But the principle on which um, this was founded, I just, you know, I wasn't really comfortable taking the money. I felt as if I could manifest it on my own. And so mm-hmm. um, I doubted myself a lot because 200 bucks is not a lot. It was um, really the external forces outside of myself, like, calling my mom and I didn't really think that I had $200 like that would be any sort of like obstacle until I called my family and they were like what Mm. that's it uh (laughs) you know when people fill your head out you don't speak a language you don't I found it was really external forces and to be able to remove myself from that was different and it was a bit difficult but it was easy it was a simple choice. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy, I don't mean to say, but it was simple. Is it like har- is it okay. like adding to my growth or is it harming it? So there was doubt because right. it was placed by a lot of other people. And, um, you know, publishing the book um, and realizing I had told a lot of um, family stories, I had told a lot of personal stories, I just um, came from a lot of triumph as a woman uh, who's, 
surmounted many things, including sexual violence and, you know, kind of mm. like sharing that this were some of the factors that catapulted to me just wanting to share my own story and live my own truth, uh, regardless of being under the, like, not wanting to you know, the thumbprint of another person. It was definitely, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I always knew I can do, but it was just kind of thing. You bro, you cut off. What was that? Oh yeah, but knowing they still love you or me, it was uh-huh. hard because you're not operating on the same vibrational system anymore. So, yeah, it was a lot of moments of doubt. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Now, okay, I have to ask you. Being, yeah. you know, you, you're saying you said that being emotional is not a part of a lawyer's makeup you know you you remove the emotion when you went to add the emotion back did you have a little bit of trouble adding that back into your daily life routine and also your writing and and maybe even your life I mean I know because I kind of went to uh I was going into college for contracts and that's what I do uh on my on my day job as a living I do contracts and so I know that you have to remove yourself emotionally but putting yourself back in that was a challenge for me. I had to kind of like, because they, they just, they pull everything out of you. It's like, you can't feel, you can't, this, this is your job, this is what you do, and you just, it's on paper. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it was. I couldn't really, it, it, it was a challenge for me to add my emotions back into my life, my relationships and everything. And this book, did it help you do that? Wow. Can you repeat that question? I was just turning up the volume. <laughs> I said, in this book, adding the yes. emotions back, did this book really help you to add your emotions back into your life, your relationships, your your daily, you know, routines? Because I know that law pulls all that out of you. You can't have yes. emotions in law. So did yes. this book really, truly help you with that? Absolutely. It was the most cathartic uh, experience. So um, it wasn't that law pulled it out of me. It was that I was so numb into an existence that I was gravitated towards something that had uh, removed me from my own emotions. So um, Mm -hmm. it was, yeah, um, there were a lot of things in my life that uh, I felt shut down about. Um, Mm. just a breakup again, I just, um, survived sexual violence. Uh, I Mm -hmm. left law school. I wanted to go back. I was working in in many companies and I was feeling so unfulfilled, uh, just to be able to tell this story. I feel everyone has a story inside of them and it's amazing because it's your story. Like your fingerprint mm-hmm. is the greatest design of God. Your story must be told and it, it will impact billions of people and you will be plugged in or share how you are plugged out of your emotions. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it just reminded me that I was not feeling very heart centered, uh, this heart chakra or emotions. And so just pouring into this, just kind of leading, uh, you know, this, this, this trip had purpose, so it felt exciting mm-hmm. for me to be able to share that with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it opened up all of the emotions because the trip 
just stripped so many layers like Pink Floyd says like the brick in the wall like this this pain in your chest so it removed many layers of this and it opened me into the uh, like the beautiful side of humanity. I absolutely loved it. Um, and every day now, it is. I feel as if I'm living more and more um, an authentic life in every aspect. Mm-hmm. And many of my mm-hmm. relationships with my friends, um, recognizing who is not really for your best interest and those who are, uh, being able to help people has helped. Um, I do a lot of coaching for people. Right now, I'm very middle-aged married men and I Mm -hmm. help them with their relationships and really staying in tune. A few of my clients are female, um, but they're having issues with like loving their children and like being Mm. so removed. I feel this is an issue with humanity. Uh, One of my clients is uh, fostering a child um, and she and her Mm -hmm. wife I uh, don't know. They they wanted to place so much emphasis on the fact that he was foster or African American, if that's even a term, right? Uh, <laughs> we are where where uh, people from other countries who have come to just be loved, and so she. When I asked her about um, how she was disciplining or loving her foster child that she was a case manager for she said she would sit him in the corner when he like wets the bed and maybe three four-year-old child who's now in if you're adopting someone into your home based on your sexuality loving someone is not punishing them it's just holding this child like you're fostering mm-hmm. him now there's no reason to remove yourself from the emotion and punish him uh, due to your sexuality, you're very loving and feminine. Feminine energy is loving and nurturing. So just hold him. When was the last time he was hailed? When was the last time you mm. just loved a kid and not punish him for sitting into a corner? So it's helped me so mm-hmm. much because now I can connect with that energy that I can help other parents help their children. I can help men love their families and their wives and find purpose in themselves. It's been uh, instrumental in in so many ways. Yeah, it's not just um, me who found out this is, um, we're being removed. It's helping me plug back into everybody else who also has been removed. Yeah. Awesome. Wow, wow. It's such it's such a revelation. When you thought about getting this done, did you have a timeline for it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I I just wanted to get it done. Um it took me about a year to write and mm-hmm. uh I was living in Seattle. I moved to Seattle from then. I didn't really know what to do or how to do it and then did I know what to write? Oh, the deadline. No. By the time I got to Asia, which was a year after I'd been writing the book, I just felt mm-hmm. like I was ready to get it done. I just, I don't know if, I didn't know if I was going to self-publish or go through an agent. I just had no idea. Um, and I was in Vietnam and God told me to hurry up, just get it done now. Do it now. Just get it done. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, finish it. So I just sat down and I put myself, um, I published it by myself and I did it via Amazon and I changed the date. And I mean, I'm telling you up until the very last moment, I hired three different editors and one had a revision and I was working under a very tight time crunch. 
including table of contents, just small things that are very vital. Um, and then mm-hmm. I started having anxiety attacks, girl, like <gasps> breathing in a bag. No way. Like, yes. In the middle of Vietnam, like I had, I was living with maybe a few English speaking friends and our Vietnamese like roommates hadn't come yet. We're living in primarily a um, Vietnamese speaking house and we're teaching them English. And I'm like, before the students come, it's like, I wanted to do it for 20, you know, just relax enjoy like Vietnam the right way on 420 and it was just like a disaster <laughs> in my like oh my I was gosh. having anxiety attacks but it was um it turned out so amazing I just put myself under this deadline because I just wanted to get it out of my system already it was just kind of like mm-hmm. a desire to just push this baby out so yeah it was it was a great time crunch it worked out and now I I just I love it so much. She's my baby, you know. Art comes out the way it wants, you. not the way you want. Yeah. That's how it is. And that's how it is. <laughs> and where can people where can people check this book out? Where can they check it out? Um, you can find it on my website unapologetically Marenike. That's spelled more Nike M O R E N I K E dot com. Or Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon has uh copies of it on Kindle. Um, and maybe you don't have money, so you can, you know, send it to a friend. Um, yeah, Amazon and my website, unapologeticallymarenike.com. Yeah, definitely. And we have that up on our Facebook page, so you guys, you can always click on the link there, or you can go ahead and go below the interview and go ahead and copy and paste that link because we've already posted that into your browser. Click enter and go for it. I mean, when it comes (laughs) to your – and it's it's a wonderful thing that you've done because a lot of people don't realize that there's a story that needs to be be told. And when you tell people – and you talk to people, what kind of advice do you give them? To follow their hearts. Do whatever it is mm. that makes you happiest. I mean, I don't recommend that everybody just pack up and travel. I mean, it's wonderful mm-hmm. to do that, but we still need people in smaller towns. Um, mm-hmm. And the biggest advice is not just follow your heart, but remember um that the only person you have to answer to is your highest self and the person looking back at you in the mirror. A lot of times you want to stay at a job because of your supervisor or you're thinking about your mother, but when you're happiest, everyone around you will be happy. And for those people who are like, yeah, but you need money, absolutely. So find a way that you can be free. Um, And if it takes a little bit of, you know, some – coordinating around or making some small like changes until in your lifestyle until it happens do that and you will be all the happier for it than you know using money um to hide behind it can work for Mm -hmm. you so yeah that's my sweet sweet i want to thank you so much for being on the show Thank you so much for bringing your unique perspective and the change. A lot of people don't think that they can change professions. They think that they're stuck. But, I mean, you've, you've proven them wrong. So thank you so much. I mean, that's a big one. Thank you. That's yeah, a yeah. big change. And so I want to thank you so much for being on the show and, and just showing people that it is, you know, just be unapologetic. That's it. That is so beautiful. <laughs> 
Thank you so That's much, it. Yaya. Thank you for your time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. All right. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. All right, then. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. I wanted to get that interview to you guys because I think that, you know, a lot of people don't realize that you can change and that you don't have, you're not stuck. You're not stuck in, in this one moment, this this one profession. It, it, and life throws things at you that sometimes you don't expect, and they come out of nowhere. Just if it's really, truly something you want to do, look into it. If you want to follow it, do it. Get things done in your time, in the time that's supposed to be. Getting things done on time is in your own time. It's on your own time. It's on your own terms. And sometimes it's by yourself. But that's okay. Because whatever makes you happy is what you should be doing in life. You got one shot at this? Take it and run with it. All right, you guys. That's my show for today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. You can catch us on iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, whatever else you want to think of, Um, Anchor. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. As many places as I can get this sent out and syndicated, that's where we are. I want to thank you again for tuning in. My name is Yaya Diamond. You can reach me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I'm, I'm mostly active on Facebook and Instagram. So, all right, guys, until next time, don't forget, and this is a really good show to show you that you are truly different. I'm